The following program is a work of fiction and falsehood that is not meant to be interpreted as actual fact. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of the broadcaster or the management thereof. This program deals with morbid themes and grotesque humor. Listener discretion is advised. Glad you're here. I'm media disruption developer Kai Hubers, and this is EurekaCast Now, where science meets technology meets you. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Sciences. Hi there, Rowan. Hello, and blissful vibrations to all listeners tonight. The positive qualities you would want in a vibration. I, I, so, I suppose a vibration's got to do what a vibration's got to do. But uh, let me tell you why I'm feeling so blissful today. And we don't we don't celebrate many holidays here at Tech Brothers Laboratories. Really? Yeah. That's that's so sad. We we practically have some sort of day of remembrance or holiday or um, you, uh, convergence. Uh, practically every day over here at Simon Amy. Really? We, Rowan, what is what is today's celebration then? What What is blissfully vibrating you? Well, today we are recognizing the proposed celestial alignment of a number of um, mythological, uh, quote-unquote mythological, um, celestial beings. I see. Yes. I, I'm sure, well, sure. I, I suppose you have to find celebrations where you do. It's it, 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 it's in remembrance of what could have been. I see. Well, why don't we talk about something a little more practical? Maybe something that more Chicagoans are probably celebrating than this holiday that you're, you're celebrating, this remembrance, this memorial that you are celebrating. And that is the second year anniversary of, honestly, one of my favorite beloved characters. New Media Laboratories, one of their primary focuses is to develop lovable methods of conveying complex both morally scientifically uh you know economically all sorts of things very complex subjects to a, a wide variety of people all around the world and one of the ways that we do that is by developing these sort of these these mascots so at least that's what i like to think of them as they're more of uh, uh you know just hosts uh, experts, I would say, but but really, in in a way, they're sort of developed, sort of like mascots, and we're celebrating the two year anniversary of probably my favorite example of one of these uh, one of these you know prototype people, and that is a character that uh, is, it was originally called the Vesuvian Android, hmm. the Vesuvian Android, or collo- more colloquially, it's been it's been called uh, the Chadbot. Um, it, when you say this is a, a mascot, um, could you clarify on that uh, just a little bit more? Of course, yes. It's it's a very it's a very sharp distinction. Now, when we think of mascots, we think of like costumed characters mm-hmm. that went around in baseball games and things like that. When we're talking about mascots in terms of media, me, new media, yes, the, the new media field, we are talking about us building a prototype of something that is able to convey to an audience very complex ideas. So what New Media Laboratories did was they built the chatbot, mm-hmm. fully functional chatbot. And this chatbot has become the character, the embodiment of all that is good and optimistic about the fields of robotics and automation. Um, and it, it still remains a very widely regarded concept character today well Still, how, two years down the line and, and um could you describe the chatbot how, oh, do, how oh. does it um how does it represent this complex idea of course well the, the chatbot it has 
two arms, two legs, just like anybody. It's it's relatable. It looks like a human being. Like like most individuals, yes. What is exceptional about the chatbot is it is it well, it's a relatively large human being, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a kind looking human being. It has all of these signs of of kindness. It has you know kind eyes, a large face, a protruding hairline. And one of the most remarkable things about the chatbot <laughs> that people always look to for guidance, for inspiration, is down on the lower half of its <laughs> of its form. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you sorry. looking at pictures of the chatbot? It's a very inspirational uh, iconography. Certainly. I, I, I have a, a bit of a tickle in my throat. Right. I apologize. Well, I would recommend you look up pictures pictures of the chatbot. Because it has a it has a battery pack. This is the most it it is a fairly large battery pack. Mm-hmm. It's never needed to be charged. It's the most efficient battery pack that's ever existed. And we don't like to say it's full of energy, We're, although it is. It's chock full of raging energy. And and where and and where is this located? In the low, in the lower third of the robot. But we like to say. When, we're, when we talk about the chatbot, that that protruding package is full of hopes and optimism. About robotics. Yes. Big data. It gives off, it certainly gives off a sense, a sort of a, a big data energy, certainly, especially when you look at this package. Well, I will have to try and find pictures of, of this because... I mean, of... I, they're easy to find. We've taken lots of pictures in the office with the chatbot. Uh, we've, we've, you know, it's carried us. It's, 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 it's just around. And today is the day to celebrate it. So please, it shouldn't be hard to find it. It's probably all of your, I don't know. Every, I'm certain, I'm certain. You, you talk to the next person. And the next person you talk to, they will be celebrating the chatbot's anniversary as well. Well, um, I, it's, I'm glad we can both find things to be happy about today. Well, yeah, and going off of that, uh, Rowan, I understand that you brought something very interesting, a, a sort of a eureka moment of yourself. Well, I, I do, and, and today's first eureka moment actually comes out of the food engineering uh, area. Um, so, uh, finally, uh researchers have determined Mm -hmm. a way to recycle medical waste into cattle feed now now you did say this is food related yeah absolutely okay um so what happened was there was the research engineers at tyson meat products Mm -hmm. collaborated with medical sciences uh, scientists from the malin college of nutrition Mm -hmm. to uh breed and uh make augmentations onto dairy cows to allow them to accept and ingest medical waste digest it entirely Fascinating. Um, it is. It is. It's incredible. Uh, as what, what? What is? Go, go, what is medical waste? Medical growing? medical waste is the uh, um, what's left over at the hospital. Um, right. Bedpans. Uh, uh, the things that would be found in bedpans. Needles. Uh, um. Yes. Stethoscopes. Uh, um. Absolutely. Lab coats. Uh. Various tissues. Um. Mm. And. Uh, and uh, fluids as well, like human tissues. Yes, yes, presumably, unless it was a, a veterinary um, situation, and that's they've managed to feed cows veterinary waste uh, quite a while ago. Mm. But um, no, now it is capable. We are able to, according to these researchers, okay. be able to divert medical waste. Away from the incinerator, where it would normally go, there's normally this, this these these nutri- this nutrition and this energy is merely burnt to create pollutants that get sent up into the atmosphere. Right, but which now, is not good. No, of course not. It, it's it's horrible for the environment, and more importantly, it's a waste. It's huge waste. And but now, I believe it's medical waste. I, you understand it, but now it's medical waste to milk. Because these dairy cows, they've milked the cows, mm-hmm. the researchers over at uh, uh, the Mellon College. Sure. And they've taken, they've done tests, and they have found that to be 95% free of common pathogens and toxins. 
95% free. Well within FDA uh, regulatory limits. Um, that higher uh, higher than I would necessarily drink, but I, I don't drink cow's milk as such, so it really would not I affect see. me. That's I mean that's a, that's an interesting interesting proposition. So this is this is milk that is going to be sold in in various supermarkets. Well, not not necessarily. Uh, Tyson um, is this is only an early stage. Sure. Um, if this were implemented commercially right. and integrated properly within the supply chain, mm-hmm. then it is being estimated that it could divert each cow over its lifespan per year could divert up to 2,000 tons of medical waste into their own bodies, which is then processed. A single cow is able to... Over the course of a year, yes. Can 2,000 pounds of medical waste? Yes. Would these cows be eating anything other than medical waste? Um, that that was not made clear, but I would assume no. Fascinating. It it, it really is. It's... And so again, here here is here's my question: What is happening with these cows? We're eating these cows. We are drinking the milk from these cows. Well, that that's that's the idea. Is they're they're taking this otherwise um, thrown away nutrition, energy, um, bio compounds, right? that would be otherwise incinerated and the cows are taking them in and these are dairy cows sure and then the cow recycles that nutrition cows. um these are these are these are um specially altered uh they use the word altered specifically right. they don't um, have a special cows. fleet of cows uh it's it's just it's just one for the moment just one for really? the moment yes they, okay. they finally more are on the way, presumably, but they've finally cracked the code. They've gotten uh, there's been lots and lots of cows that have been fed medical waste, and um, presumably it, it did not work out. Uh, but I mean, this is the first time it did. I mean, to make an omelet, sometimes so you're going to break a few cows. So to get back to your original question, yes, uh, the the nutrients would be recycled within the cow to make milk, and then that milk would be presumably taken by us and once again 95 percent of common um, pathogens and toxins um, are not present in the milk that is provided by these cattle that are fed medical waste and beyond that right now they are also working on uh making ensuring that the meat produced from these cows would be safe now a a dairy cow and a a uh, a A beef cow beef cow if you will um are different breeds yes so as they work towards allow finalizing the milk cow bio waste digester as they're calling it they will presumably and they have been working towards moving to a beef cow bio waste digester um and from there you yes it would be meat presumably fascinating you know it really goes to show you that cows are really the perfect animal they are um certainly one of the most elegant and simple designs that um that exist in nature i do have one more question though rowan absolutely did they you you mentioned that this cow was called the medical beef meat digester it, it's the um the 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 bio the bovine bio waste digester is the proper terminology now, for did it. they give it like a nice name a nice name yeah like cohen or something it's not it's not apparent in in what i read but um what rowan what do you think would be a nice name for this cow what would be a nice name for this cow um i would have to meet the cow sure i mean we'd have to meet the cow certainly well i i I, just from reading about this cow though i I, I, you've read a lot about this cow i presume in the research for this of course presentation yes what 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 kind of vibes does this cow give you? I know you're good at getting vibes from things. I um am not gifted in the practice of astral projection as such. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have different terms for it, but that's going to be the term that that the, the audience recognizes. Mm-hmm. But so I I I I I have no accurate. I have nothing to present with regards to the vibes. No, no, no information really? whatsoever. I would, I would, ref- I okay. don't want to comment on a vibe okay. without having taken the proper measurements okay. first. I'm introducing a new segment okay. right now. Yes. Into Eureka Cast now. Let's hear it. This is called Let's Name It. 
So this is how it's going to go. I'm going to count down from three. I'm going to th say three, two, one, name it. And then at the same time, we are going to say a, a, the name that we think this cow should have. And if we both say the right name, then it was meant to be. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Think of the name in your head. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, name it. Claire. I will not name something that I have not met, that I have not um, interacted with. It's it's presumptuous. It is the epitome of human arrogance to want to name something without having uh, received the vibes, measured the vibes, taken taken analyses to the vibes. One cannot simply just go forth and and impart their their will on the wider world without having data first. I thought you of all people would understand this. Rowan, you didn't you didn't play with me. You didn't play the 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 game. I believe you have a eureka moment. I do have a eureka moment. Thanks for bringing that up. And honestly, my eureka moment, I'm going to spend a little bit of, a little bit of time on it discussing it only because I think it's important has heard of this fascinating, fantastic new development. And I wanna, I wanna break through and, and make people really understand what's going on. Uh, not, I don't want to sensationalize this issue. I want to talk about it frankly and scientifically to make sure everybody's on the same page. We, we, we provide education and entertainment, yes. but we don't compromise the, the scientific accuracy of these right. things. There's so many other places in the media um right. in science and tech media that have these bombastic headlines we're not one of those no. eureka cast now exclamation mark is solely about presenting the facts as plainly as they can be. yes in many of these publications you will see the fascinating news story the fantastic news story that came out of the the satellites that chicago has put up primarily with their new sensors that are pointed in different directions all around the earth that there is new life on Venus. We've all seen the the, the, the headlines, new yes. evidence of life on Venus. Is there new life on Venus? We've, we've all seen these headlines. And it's time to talk about the actual evidence to back this up. And, and as we know, if a article is titled, is there blank with a question mark, then the answer is inevitably yes. Yes. Which I want, I would say it's more likely that if an article starts with, have we found then the, then the argument is yes. I think is maybe there's a maybe along with it. Having having studied all this all this media as part of the new media library, that this is your yes. purview. I right. apologize. Um, so I want to answer the question: Is there life on Venus? Kind of, maybe. Really? Yes. Uh, preliminary there we found preliminary signs of life on this desolate molten rock that is our neighbor, but. Unfortunately, it is not necessarily possibly what you think of when you think of, of, of life, of, of carbon-based life forms. As we all know, we, plants, animals, uh, bacteria, fungus, these are all carbon-based life forms. But what we found is evidence of a plasma-based life form, much different than what we understand life forms to be but fulfilling many of the same categories of life forms. Plasma in terms of the uh, the fourth state of matter not right. not within the blood correct yes the yes the fourth state of matter is sort of a an energized gaseous it's it's a completely imagine a completely gaseous based life form and and you're thinking about it correctly now if, if you if you're telling yourself i've never heard of this before this sounds you know iffy this is a relatively new idea although the idea for plasma based life forms originated by a, uh, a, an industrialist and an amateur cryptochemist in the 1930s named Gershwin Rowe. Um, Gershwin Rowe theorized the idea of a plasma-based life form via many experiments that they were doing privately. I'm, I'm familiar with the work of Rowe, actually, right. in the xenobiology groups I, right. I uh, mingle, and uh, he's a commonly referred to figure. Yeah, and I mean, you, you should know that many, like his many other theories that he postulated, uh, this one was considered unpopular and blasphemous at the time. Um, but as much science is 
uh, consider that, and then we go on to discover more and learn more that overturns our original our original ideas. It, it took about 70 years for scientists to begin to take this extraordinary theory seriously. And just five years ago, scientists at the Tech Brothers Genesis Labs, through rigorous experimentation, in fact, almost, almost succeeded in creating a homeostatic plasmoidian. So, um, first of all, yes. let's unpack that a little bit. Sure. What were these conditions that were created? at the lab and what is a plasmoidian there um, this is all new to me i'm fascinated by right. this so I, I can actually go into the science of a plasmoidian really quickly so based on it we had very little to go on just the fact that perhaps a plasma-based gaseous life form very similar to life forms that we'd find on earth but completely made of gaseous elements mm -hmm. could could exist and through this this very complex analysis and experimentation, we learned that, in fact, a, plas a plasmoidian, which is the term that we give a life form that exhibits these qualities, um, is sort of a self-regulated gaseous org organism made up of a compound of uh, phosphocytic plasmicides, um, which are sort of cell-like uh, that can be joined in large arrays into a nearly infinite number of structures, patterns, and geometries to form these sort of complex life forms. Like the mandala. Yes, like the mandala, Rowan. Um, so, how these things are formed. Uh, we believe that such a thing could be formed uh, by rings of phosphides arranged in sort of spiral lattices around highly magnetically polarized carbon cores. Ah, magnets. Yes, magnets. Uh, which need to be which need to be first broken up uh, by an immense amount of energy, and then need to reorder themselves. And in the process of reordering themselves, need to be bombarded by nitrogen-enriched plasma bursts of helium, which cause them to branch and stem. And this is what we believe to be the way that a plasmoid is sort of formed. But unfortunately, we've almost successfully made one. We haven't, in fact, successfully made one. But we could have just found evidence of them on our neighbor Venus. And, and what went wrong? What are you? Um, is there is there some aspect of this um, this this being that is missing that you cannot you cannot synthesize? Yeah. So it, it's not without a hint of luck. I'd say there's an, an element of luck. There are certain things you can tinker with and change. Life is very tricky to create, as the Genesis Labs knows. Um, but if you're very delicate and if you have the correct conditions for for example we don't have the conditions that exist on venus unfortunately we'd love to it would be wonderful it would be wonderful if we had what venus has but we just don't um so do do is are the question is are there plasmoids on venus have we in fact found conclusive evidence of plasmoids on venus no we haven't oh there needs to be more tests done fortunately Genesis Labs is developing and refining these tests, including uh, working on the Serp uh, the Serpens probe to visit the planet to study its environments, invest and investigate the possibility of plas of plasmoidians being there. And what? And if they if they find them, yes. they would make contact with them. That would be that there would be there are so many people waiting for that moment when we can finally make contact with. Um, the entities, right? Um, and these sound a great deal like entities. We'll see. We, well, there's got to be more research. Well, into this, well, well no. I mean, uh, to, they are they are beings of of energy. Plasma is energy. We've both agree that energy exists. It's established that energy is, in fact, it, it is extant. Right. We agree that energy exists. <laughs> that that we can agree on, Rowan. Here, let me just let me just let me just finish up this story. Okay. Because we're running a little low on time. I do want to bring up now you might have also heard some conspiracy theories going around. Uh, Rowan or, or sorry, uh, uh Roe, the scientist that postulated this or the uh, industrialist that post postulated this, um also believed that the human brain itself, if heated up by conduction in a transforming magnetic field and undergoing a series of regressive chemical and radiographic processes, could be converted to a plasma-based life form also that would retain many of the same memories and personality pathways 
and there are many, many, many people investigating and innovating on this process. Uh, the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science uh, as well. Yes, not the Tech, uh, tech Brothers is not, because I was about to say, there is absolutely no evidence that this well, is possible. I, well, that's that is unfortunate that that you have you have closed yourself off to that possibility because we have some very, I have seen some very intriguing things happen hmm. in a sweat lodge. It gets very hot. Excellent. Magnetic fields are applied. Breakthroughs happen. Well, maybe we can ponder this over the meditation break oh yes the mid-show meditation ah, that's what it's called yes yes absolutely so uh we are reaching the midpoint of the program mm -hmm. uh we are going to have to take a short station break for our uh, partner station who was broadcasting this and uh when we do that we're gonna go into a little mindfulness exercise something for you to ponder on until we return mm -hmm. so um around our uh, Kai, yes. if you'd like to participate. Oh, of course. Yes. So, uh, I'd love to. Close your eyes. Imagine yourself at the fair. It's a late summer evening, and the smell of fried food and cheap beer permeates the air. It's been a fun one. You and the boys hit up all the rides. The attractions even managed to win a goldfish at the ring toss. You're all making your way towards the exit, laughing, when something catches your eye. A booth you didn't notice before. In it sits a clown, and he waves to you, loudly calling out your name. You do not recognize this clown, but this clown recognizes you. And we are back. We're back. Welcome, welcome back, Ron. And welcome back, Kai. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Ron, but I. It's kind of late, right now. But our Chadbot anniversary here at Tech Brothers is going strong. Oh, wonderful! Especially, at, especially at the new new media labs of course of course the birthplace of the, of the chatbot so i stepped away i know we usually we usually stand on chat but i had to step away i got it called over by some of the interns the chatbot was here uh, that well i thought you were i when, when I'm you... sorry, i didn't even think of introducing you to the chatbot I'm, I'm totally sorry i know you would have wanted to meet the chatbot well i just had assumed that you were partaking in this mid-show meditation yeah in my own way certainly see the chatbot came in and we were we were doing keg stands. That's a uh, okay. It, they're here at the laboratory. You know, we don't like we. It's it's very professional here. It's very based on data. We get our work done. We work hard, and then we go home and we sleep, and we come back the next day and work hard some more. Not much playing hard, but on a special occasion like today, when the Chadbot is here, Rowan. Yeah. Have you looked at pictures of the chatbot yet? I I have not gotten an opportunity oh, to. I've been, got to. Like, I I have been sorting through some 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 supporting material okay. for our special feature, but but please continue. I no, you got to see the. Ch I want everybody out there to look up the chat. I if you really want to understand what this chatbot is, you got to look it up. And when you do, you'll you'll see truly. <laughs> I love I love I love the, I love that Android Rowan, but. You know, apart from this, I know I came back because I know there was something very important that you that you sent me a lot of stuff about this special feature. Today. Yes, I sent I sent a, a quite a bit of documentation because I this is a very um, sprawling issue. Right. This is something that is uh, it affects all of us quite right. literally. And there's so much evidence out there for its existence. You seem to have signed me up for some sort of. Uh, a, a subscription to something a, a web uh, um, a, a newsletter yes yes um, not just the Simon Amy newsletter which I have already signed you up for that as right, well right of course um, but yes I appreciate this, that this is, this is the uh, Simon Amy newsletter is an excellent piece of th this is the uh, the uh, the new sun times uh, as, mm -hmm. as we call it in the in the um, the 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 sun research groups that I'm a part of on okay. the internet because something is quite 
interesting is going on with the sun something something quite interesting mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's both interesting and insidious and possibly um incredibly dangerous okay and it affects literally everyone on the planet but let's take a step back i want to talk about how this came to my attention sure i was uh, going through one of the many of discussion boards that i take part of on the internet many of the the group chats and sort of um mind trusts that that i participate in when was this um this i discovered this just a few months ago and the rabbit hole goes so deep so i came across a post by an individual uh, an older man i believe known mm. as a, a, a um a, a world war ii veteran as a matter of fact okay and um he had somehow managed to figure out how to work the internet and he had posted about saying that as a child the sun that he knew was dimmer mm-hmm. had a more orange hue didn't burn the skin there's there um quite as easily right and he recounts being able to stare at it for up to five seconds at a time without it hurting his eyes i do not i don't think that that was ever i don't know about this 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 man's experience i do not think that that was ever advised by any any health organizations well some of the healthiest things aren't advised by health organizations but but to me that did not match at all with what the sun we know of know today mm-hmm. is like i can i can't look at the sun for hardly half a second lord knows i've tried i have right. tried and right. i cannot um which is one of the pieces of evidence that i put in this dossier okay. for the the it, by we have to be held to hold ourselves to a higher standard now, so where you, you sent me the, do- the dossier correct? yes um split over about i think 250 different emails um there's a lot of information that cannot be collated together um simply due to the size of the files is that so not even a zipped version um it would be far too large to send over there's so much to pour over okay. but the new sun theory and i only call it a theory because as scientists both of us i have Mm -hmm. to hold myself to a higher standard and say what it is which is a theory because it it is not fully proven it is 99 percent of the way proven Mm -hmm. which when we get to my evidence i think will demonstrate Like, like most things if they're not proven then they're theories exactly so oh essentially the theory is that at some point 50 to 60 years ago undetermined individuals or entities replaced what was once known as the sun with some sort of facsimiles for reasons undetermined that is the new sun theory and i believe that you kai and the audience will realize that this this is something that needs to be to get to you need, we need to get to the bottom Rowan, of this Rowan I'm I'm sorry did you so you, what you said was 50 or 60 years ago yes the sun was repla- replaced the the there's a number of different theory well so what you're conjecturing right now is you the, said re, no you said repl- what was the word you said what was the what was you said replaced um it i did use replace okay. i did use replace um okay so but okay. I, it, this is a matter of semantics what you're this saying is, is ma- what you're saying is there there used to be a different sun than there is now um th- by our perception yes perhaps the sun was altered in some way okay. it's the same sun but it has been altered perhaps it is a wholly new um celestial body that has been swapped out or replaced okay um, perhaps it is some sort of screen or or a um, intervening uh, uh, body between the sun and the earth that has been um, erected. Um, regardless, you know, this is this is the, the the body that is in the center of our solar system. Correct. Which all of the planets and the various other rock and gaseous gaseous formations revolve around. It's th- it's this one. Yes. And it's been it's been the word you said was replaced. Yes. 
I'm, 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 Rowan, it's very important. Please. Well, I say replaced because that is my personal my personal theory okay. of how it took place. There are other individuals, uh, perhaps on the fringe of the New Sun movement, who would say that it was altered or okay, some sort that's, of. That's that, that's fine, uh, Rowan. I would now. This is a this is a this is a fantastic theory. Yes. Do you have the evidence to support it? Well, you have the evidence if you would check my emails, um, which I know you don't. Rowan, I've tried to check your emails. I send, There's too much French there. I, I, you know how I feel about the French language. Well, that's that's to be fair, and there's a reason for that, which we will get to later. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the evidence. Yeah, please, please just talk about the evidence. Um, and and so first of all, okay, let's go to archaeological times. Okay, archaeological times. Yes. Okay. The times where archaeology is relevant. <laughs> Okay, a very I've never heard that distinction before, but go go ahead. Homer's The Iliad references the ocean a number of times. Mm-hmm. And every single time they describe the color of the ocean mm-hmm. not with the term blue, sure, or green or perhaps some sort of purple what normal things that an ocean might be. Instead it's described as red. It's described as a wine red colored ocean. And this is not exclusive to Homer. There's right. a number of other ancient Greek uh, ev- uh, literature that does not use the term blue to describe water. And so it begins to think water has not changed. Right. No. It, well,. We can both agree on that. The water, water has not no. changed. I so, mean, there, the, yes, there. But are... the color of so the, it, if the color of the water has changed from red to blue, now, that leads me to, that that is, is evidence okay. of the light from the sun sure. becoming a darker hue, or have previously been a darker, dimmer, and more more orangey, a greater red coming in the light. The color temperature okay. would be completely yes. different. Okay. Rowan, so your first piece of evidence, the the Iliad. Now, f- a fame, I believe, yes, there is there. They describe the water as wine red, correct? Yes. They also describe characters like Apollo and Venus, which not the go- not the not the planet, but the goddess Venus. Yes. Well, it's not the only piece of evidence okay. we have. It is not the only piece of evidence sure. we have. Um, the Fa- second... Famously also written by somebody who f- could not see. Homer famously was was, was not was incapable of seeing. Second piece of evidence. Okay. Second piece of okay. evidence. Um, uh, now, this is, this is not evidence in of, of itself. Okay. It's more of evidence through lack of evidence. So, we, um, color photography... Okay, was not widely available until the '60s, right? Which fits into the '50 to '60 year ago timeline. Despite this, however, however, the technology for color photography existed well into the late 1800s. So, based on what evidence? Based, based, based on on the uh, the photograph, the development of photography. Okay. They're, they're, th- color photographs are developed. Listen, colored photographs mm-hmm. are developed in the 1890s, roughly. Okay, it's not till 70 years later that suddenly they are available to people as a whole. Not just select engineers and what have you, but the first commercial success of color photography isn't until after this proposed sun swap scenario. Why is that? The technology is there, but it's not till after this takes place, the the sun swap, the the, the the theoretical sun swap, that it's available to most people. It's a cover up. Uh, um, it is evidence through lack of evidence. Why would they be interested in keeping this technology held down, if not to protect the fact that colors? were different they looked different the photographs 
for, for sepia tone, for example, who's to say okay. who's to say that who's that, to say what who's no. to say that the, those those tan and beige hues okay. weren't caused by the sun being more orange? Maybe those were color photographs, so, so and and that is just what the light looked your like. Th- your theory, Rowan. Your theory is that a body as a, a, a group, an organization. Or perhaps one individual. <laughs> okay. Something was keeping color photography from being used or invented. Developed. Developed for roughly 50 years prior to when it became used and popularized and developed because they were hiding the fact that the colors were different. <laughs> that the colors were different. Yes. And this is your... Absolutely. This is your second piece of evidence <laughs> that the sun was changed. Yes, but there's more. Okay. There's more. Okay, Um, the third piece of evidence. I'm, I, uh, hopefully you're going from least probable to most probable third piece of evidence is um probably uh something once again we can both agree on climate change is real okay um i like where this is going climate change is occurring yes and the mean temperature of the planet is rising correct we can both agree on that. Yes. Uh, most rational-minded individuals. Anthropomorphic climate change. And I would agree with that, too. It is. <laughs> it is anthropomorphic because okay. it was caused by people. <laughs> but it's not through the, the means <clears throat> that people are purporting it to be. It's not because of carbon emissions it's because we made the sun brighter 50 or 60 years ago that's when we first started to see a spike in the 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 temperature and that is when the sun swap happened so it is anthrogenic climate change but it's not the co2 it's, it's not it's, it's not the, the co2 it's the sun the co2 what you're saying is the co2 has nothing to do with it i'm, I'm not saying that there isn't some role but the main role is is that the sun is okay. brighter because they swapped it with something else okay and rowan your th- your three pieces of evidence that the the sun is no longer operating in the same way that it did before to a level where it might have been replaced at some point by a different sun is one poets described the sun differently two uh, color photography was not made yet and three climate change these are your three pieces of evidence. I have one more piece of evidence. Okay. Rowan, hopefully it's a piece of evidence that justifies the roughly four million pages that you sent me via via email. Plants. When you look at growth rings, you can actually extrapolate out from the growth rings okay. the amount... Growth rings of like trees. Trees, like, correct. It, not all plants. I would I would suspect, uh, no, not all plants, trees, the tree, the ones that that existed possibly over fifty to sixty years ago. Yes, correct. Um, if you look at the tree rings, okay, the grow the growth rings, right, you can actually extrapolate the um the wavelength and the intensity of the light. If you know rain records, it's it's okay. it's very complicated. But what you see is sure. not is, the most complicated thing. But, but, I, but when you when you do that, you see that roughly fifty to sixty years ago, different places show this. But there's a sharp increase in growth associated over that ten to twenty year time frame. Anywhere you go, if you go to a tree and you cut it down and you look at the growth rings, mm-hmm. anywhere between nineteen sixty to nineteen eighty. You will find at least one ring. Nineteen sixty with... to nineteen eighty. Yes. Okay. You will 
find at least one ring that is bigger than the others. And that indicates increased growth, and that is the sun swap right there. Once again, the timeline's very loose. The timeline's very loose. Right. We don't know. We don't know exactly when. We don't know um, who did it. We don't know how we did, how it was. No, done. No, help me understand. So what you're saying is that a single ring in a tree was larger, and then it went back to normal. Yes. And this is this is how I'm not an expert in how to read uh, botanical data. Ar- arborist. Arboristic data in this uh, um, uh, Dryad data as well, yes. Okay. So a single... A single ring is different. Yes. Within, between 1960 to 1980. I see. Okay. A very... 20-year span. Yes. Roughly, possibly, the fifth of most trees. Uh, One-fifth, if not more, of a percentage of most trees' life spans. Yes. I'd imagine. And you will anywhere you go, you will find at least one ring like that within the time frame that we speculate right. the sun swap event happened. It's incontrovertible, incontrovertible proof. <laughs> okay, let's let's go over the the pieces of evidence again. Number one, Homer, the blind, exclusively literate. Vocal poet. Listen, we don't need we we don't need to rehash no. We got the, we got the, we got Homer. Yes, he said it. Reputable, reputable source. Absolutely, nothing in either of his works, the Iliad or the Odyssey, disagrees with history at all. Number two, cameras. Yes, color photography. There was no color photo. You're saying that there was no color photography prior to when the sun swap took place um, which now you're you're pointing you're, you're putting as late as 1980 which i do not believe is correct well what um i'm not saying there was no f- color photography i'm saying that there was not widespread color photography mm. despite the technology being there it was being held back because the plans by nothing for this, else the plans for this by nothing were else put together for 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 decades before okay. it happened, possibly sure. centuries before it happened, the, the plans. We, uh, someone cannot just replace the sun no, overnight. They can't. You're, you're Although absolutely that's correct. the best time to do it. Nighttime. Yes. So number two was that color photography was not as popular. Number three was I don't even. Oh, climate change. Yes, climate change. You're blaming on the sun changing, and number four. We both agree. That it is is it is climate number it is four. changing and is caused and by humans. Then your fourth one. We both agree. Ipso facto, you agree with me that it is plausible that it could be because the sun is brighter. We, if humans I, caused it and there's climate change and humans caused it and we no, both Rowan, agree on Rowan. that, then why can't you agree? What I told yeah, you to keep your mind. Please keep number your mind four. open. Number four. What? Oh yeah, the rings. Yes. The rings of trees. Trees don't lie. And this is it. This is all the evidence? No, there is a lot more evidence that is quite dry. Um, most of it in French. I presented you with I that see. evidence. You did not read it. I can't read. I don't read French. Is there no machine learning that algorithm takes for... takes time. Rowan. Rowan, who... Okay. Rowan, who do you think did this? Well... I can only speak for myself. It's very unclear. You did it. I, I can only speak for myself and not the wider, okay. um, not the 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 wider uh, Sun Truth movement. But the, the uh, I believe okay. it was either the United Nations or mm-hmm. a precursor to the United Nations. Perhaps the League of Nations. Perhaps this was something that they started and the UN finally finished. Who else could do it? Is that, and that's your evidence. That that that, that is who else not, would do it. I, that is my my conjecture. I mean, there's a, lot, a number of 
um, theories out there. I, I don't subscribe to them, but there's um, argument that it was uh, entities of some okay. sort. There is argument that it was caused by a, a splinter group of Kaiser Wilhelm's uh, armies. There's arguments that it was perhaps even the uh, the royal family okay. who did it. But and I happen what to you're believe it was is, the United Nations. What you're saying is that this group... Or this individual, sure. Some people, some some members of this community conjecture it was just one individual who was exceptionally gifted. One individual from the UN, or from anywhere, incredibly gifted. Yes. Well, of course, you'd have to be incredibly gifted to swap. Rowan, the Rowan, Rowan. Okay, so you you said the word swap again. Yes, Rowan. What, what I'm do sorry, you I'm think? Speaking only for what I believe. What do you believe, in. Rowan? Maybe let's get down to this. Describe to me. What you believe happened to the sun? I believe it was replaced, as do much of the more level-headed members of this movement. As opposed to the non-level-headed ones who believe it's just a screen of some sort. Yes, or that it has been altered. I do not believe, personally, that we have the technology to alter the sun, but to replace right. it. And, yeah, and that, is, that is... There is no proof of any of any star or sun changing over the course of time not in the ways that are apparent not now. Not, not in tw a 20 year period certainly not sure rowan i will ask you one more question and i want you to be as honest as possible i well, not even a question i rowan i would like you to describe to me i'm very i'm just very curious at this point rowan i want you to describe to me the process with which one takes the sun and replaces it with another sun that is slightly brighter. Well, that is something that, that there's a lot of conjecture about. I personally... Uh, there's certainly, I certainly have a lot of conjecture about it. You're, you are absolutely correct. I don't know. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit that when I don't know something. Because it's important to keep an open mind and recognize your own shortcomings. Right. But I will say this. Okay. I don't know the process that it occurred, through which it occurred. Sure. But I can, I do have a very strong suspicion that it happened under the cover of night. How else and would you do it? <laughs> your evidence of this. What? Wait, Rowan. Well, if the sun isn't out, it goes it goes down the horizon. Right. Something happens to it. It's it presumably comes, it's on the other side of the earth. It comes back up again. It's we and it's a different sun. It's easy as that. When else would you do it? Rowan, are you saying that this took place over the one, Rowan, you're saying this took place over the course of at most ten hours. Yeah, possibly. And number two, what what about do you do you disagree that when we do not see the sun, there's a very good chance that people in say, I don't know, Moscow see the sun. Well, that is the reason that I think that the United Nations is involved. Because they are the mm -hmm. ones who could get all of the other countries together, um, and 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 if, to pull the wool over their eyes, while America is sleeping soundly, not knowing what is happening in the sky. The pull the wool over. The, you're saying you're saying that all of the. European. Why don't we, oh, you know, I, I know that there's only so much time. I, right. There's more information on this in the dossier, but I do need to, the, the audience needs to know why. And once again, there's a lot of discussion on this, but I, uh, okay. The, the, okay. The, the, the wide consensus. No, you're absolutely correct, Rowan. That is a great point that I didn't even consider. <laughs> Rowan, why? Well, it's quite simple. It's two words. Solar power. 
You're familiar with the concept. I of am. A di- yes, I'm you're familiar. familiar with the concept of a Dyson sphere, right? Correct. Sure. You, you, the the idea of of harvesting the entire energy of a star by surrounding it with with solar panels. Right. Well, that's ridiculous. Instead, instead, okay. What they did was is they made the sun brighter so that the solar panels would work more efficiently. Solar panels have not changed significantly, despite what they might say, sure. despite perhaps what your higher-ups might be saying at Tech Brothers. What you're saying is they're not becoming more efficient. No. They're just pulling in more energy from the sun. Because the sun has not only been made brighter, right. but it is exhibiting wavelengths that are more conducive to energy generation. It, it, you see, that's the thing. I don't attribute malice to this action. No. I don't I don't think this is something that was meant to be so disastrous. I right. think they had the best of intentions when they went to swap out the sun, to change the sun. They thought they could change it for the better, but there were unforeseen circumstances. They, you, <clears throat> there were unforeseen circumstances in switching out the sun for a brighter sun. Yes, and you're saying you're, what you're saying, Rowan, is that there, the technology existed to create a new sun, and or achieve a new sun by some other means, and yet we could not make solar panels more efficient. Yes. Do you know anything about solar panel science? Are you familiar with how the, the, the change in solar panels over the years? Are, are you personally have you personally reviewed any of the documentation? Rowan, I believe we have a citizen science. You would have if you read your emails. Rowan, I believe we have a citizen science. Sent in is discovered by Don't a let them cit- get away with this. I'm sorry, I'm one more saying. Don't let them get away with this. Rowan, Audience, please, Rowan! please don't Rowan. I believe we have a citizen science. Open your eyes. Go down the rabbit hole. Yes, we have a citizen science. Um, uh, this is, comes from uh, uh, at one radiant soul on Twitter, and I can relate to anyone who has a radiant soul. So this, mm. I'm excited for this. Why is the topic of strengthening the immune system never addressed? The CDC advice is incomplete and inherently induces fear, and underlying sense of fear will compromise anyone's immune system you've created a vicious cycle leaving out the most important info hashtag mallow 21 fascinating you know i agree i kind of agree in the sense that the cdc really doesn't consider fear in the mallow 21 epidemic whereas tech brothers has We've kept fear to a minimum by eliminating the problem head-on. Wonderful. I mean, that's a beautiful citizen science science scientist. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I happen to agree that there is the immune system is a muscle um, that's well known among, among medical mm-hmm. doctors and some veterinary doctors, and if you Not one have to work out that muscle. Um, and your immune system will become better for it. Right. It's, and it's that, simple, simple concept. Well, more, more so that fear in all situations invades and fights. The, immu- the, fear, the immune system reacts to fear as if it was a pathogen, as we all understand it to be. It causes, and finally, we have the evidence to support it in the citizen scientists. It's so nice to see, um, it's so nice to see breakthroughs yeah. just out in the wild. I'd like to close on a quote by... Claudius Saint Rebellion, who is uh, who is a well-known botanical polymath that I'm quite fond of, and they said this: "Knowledge has granted me a great great powers beyond my wildest comprehensions, but none more powerful than that of modesty." Wow. Eureka Cast now is metic. Eureka Cast now is for the most parts meticulously researched produced and presented with the support of tech brothers new media labs in chicago illinois we are rebroadcast every saturday evening 8 to 9 p.m cst on wlpn lp 105.5 fm lumpen radio if you'd like to get in contact with us please follow us at eurekacast on twitter 
there you will find new quotes, new breakthroughs, new eureka moments, all on a single Twitter feed. But there are other places where you might be able to get in contact with us, and where might those be, Rowan? Yes, absolutely. If you engage in social media, uh, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash awcyfm, mm-hmm. or send an electronic mail to awcyfm at gmail.com, or you can share with us any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again awcyfm at gmail.com. And with that, Chicago, allow us here at Eureka Cast now to tell you to look for the evidence. It's there. It's out there. They took away your son. They replaced the son. Kai, where's the rage? I thought you of all people would... would, They're replacing... They've replaced the son, Kai. (laughs) Have a good good Chadbotversary, everybody.